What's up? What's up? It's your boy, K. Still walking the words of wisdom, and I got another special guest for y'all. He didn't been here before, so he's gonna be a regular. You know what I'm talking about? This guy, the one, the only, Mr. Steve Harvey. All right, now before we get into our segment, I know he one of y'all favorites, but before we get into our segment, um, I always start the the podcast with we have something to be grateful for. So usually I'll say. I'm grateful for my parents. I'm grateful for a roof over my head, the clothes on my back, uh, socks, you know, on my feet, just something. I'm grateful for my kids. So today's Thanksgiving for me is I'm grateful that God has blessed me with uh, children. Um, I love them. Uh, I honor them. And I'm thankful for today. So what is something that you're thankful for? I'm thankful that I might not have a surplus of anything, but I've never run out of what God has given me. Winning. Oh, he got to make it all complicated for your boy. (laughs) All right. So look, check this out on this week's um, uh, words of wisdom. Right. I was I was talking to uh, my cousin here and I was trying to figure out, like, what should we talk about? What should we give the people? And a lot of times when we talking, we just talk about regular things. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll. We'll, we'll give you guys some wisdom from our perspective. Sometimes we'll give you studies from scientists and all the other stuff. But today we just we just going to flow. If y'all cool with our freestyle, we just going to freestyle a little bit. Not no rap battle because he can't see me. You know what I'm talking about? I sure can't. <laughs> you give me some numbers, we can work it out. But you can have them words. Right, right. So I'm a word man. That's a number guy. So that's how we work well together. Um, So today's segment, enough of this. Uh, Today's segment is why don't we listen better? Let me say it again for the people in the back. Why don't we listen better? What is your idea? of? How would you answer that question? Uh, what it comes down for me is uh, and most people probably don't think about this, but there is a difference between hearing and listening. And when you are hearing things that is in the natural, your ears are designed to pick up sound waves, frequencies, such and such. But when you're listening you're recording it and you're applying it into a specific area to where whatever you're hearing doesn't have the effect of the thing that you're listening to. Okay, so he want to get real deep on us. <laughs> no, I'm just being what I was <laughs> just saying so, what I was taught. So, so check this out. Why don't we listen better? If I put my spin on it, I can say sometimes we don't listen because of pride. We can already have a formulated idea in our head that we already know what the person is going to say before they say it. It might sound similar to something we've discussed before. So why should I have to listen? I've heard this before. When all actuality, every moment uh, can be something different. Right? Right. Um, but so I was reading this book. This in, in my class, that's the title of one of my books. And that's what kind of gave me the idea for the podcast today. And so the book had a few nuggets. And so we just going to bounce back and forth and y'all just stick with us on this. So one of the things that I wrote down, it said people fail to hear the hurt and caring in their spouse's anger. They seem blocked by insecurity, anger, habit, and even more their need to win the argument. What would you say to that? Oh, there's three main words that came out of that rebellion. Mm. Pride, pride, and self-righteousness. Ooh, we talk about it. Well, when you're in self-righteous mode, that means everything that I say, believe, and know is better than what 
my opponent, unfortunately my spouse, mm. has a think, do, or say. So until you get my point of view, until you operate on my on my level or my standard, then what you're saying is inferior to mm. what I know. Mm. That's very self-centered, right? It very it's selfish. Very selfish. Me, me, me is the only key on your on your uh, <laughs> piano keyboard. keyboard. <laughs> and the other thing is, to you who are not married or in a relationship, you can apply that to your bosses, your coworkers, outside relationships of the home, parents, siblings, anything. Because when we're self-centered, it affects every relationship that we're involved in. And so one of the other things it said in the book, it said, when couples have no reason to defend themselves, they find it much easier. How about this? Let me make it this way. When a person don't have a reason to defend themselves, they find it easier to hear each other. What do you think about that? I, Have I, you fell short for that one? Oh, yeah, because there's only one person doing the talk and the other one doing the listening. <laughs> I think uh, one of the things that, that I've noticed is in, in conversations with individuals, if there's a wall of offense up or, or defense, sorry, if there's, if there's a wall up, uh, the person coming into the conversation with a wall up, they can uh, be uh, offended a lot faster than somebody just coming into the conversation openly. And it can be due to all kinds of things, insecurities. It can do to, is that a safe environment for me to open up? So people come up uh, into conversations with all kinds of walls. They can have all kinds of different titles and whatnot. But I think that's one of the main reasons why the, the, the bricks of the wall get built. They come up with all kinds of stuff. Right. So what is, like, how would you, you know, address that matter? Well, first of all, we have to eliminate the spirit of offense. Mm. And again, it goes beyond self. It sounds easier than said than done. Oh, oh yeah, most definitely. Pract I practice doesn't make perfect, but you get a lot better at it. The thing I'm trying to say is when you put away the spirit of offense or learn how to put away the spirit of offense, what it allows you to do is not operate fully on emotion. Right. When we don't take control of our emotions or when we just depend on our emotions, that's when the sporadic and the other crazy behaviors come into play. And of course, because we are creatures of habit. Right. So whatever we are used to is what we revert back to in the time of discomfort or whenever I have to defend myself. So I was just talking to somebody yesterday and, and this, this gentleman, is he's older, he's my senior. And what he was telling me was, this is a 59 year old habit. This is, excuse me, this is a 59 year routine so in other words he was in a position mentally i believe um where he wasn't willing uh willing to change that routine mm -hmm. and so when we get into this pattern of thinking it leaves no room for growth it goes back to the self-centeredness mm -hmm. it goes back to if i'm self-centered and you don't do what i say i might offend you because i'm not changing but i also might be offended because I'm not changing. Does that make sense? Does it sound like? It sounds like manipulation and control. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So we have we add new words to the segment. You know what I'm talking about? So this. Uh, oh, okay. So another thing the book was talking about. It said the thought of caring for each other can be heard when the dust settle. And it says the need to win will subside when both storms settle. You know, one of the hardest things to do, cuzzo. <laughs> is talk to each other when you're angry. 
Um, I used to have an ex and she would say, see me by the spirit. <laughs> Don't look at my flesh. She would say, see me by the spirit. And I would be like, but I'm looking at the spirit. It's angry. It's yelling. I don't want to hear that stuff. Like, if you're going to give me some words of wisdom, I would always say, um, give it to me in the way you want me to receive it, not the way you're acting. And if you give it to me that way, I'm not saying every situation has to be all hunky-dory, all peachy cream and with, with, with strawberries on it. I'm saying that if you show me some honor and respect, that can be mutual. Because if I'm not losing my cool, why should you? Right. Even if I'm upset. So how would you address that matter if, okay, so you've been in a situation where there's there's a storm, right? Mm -hmm. And how did you, just give me an example of when you, not so much where you had to lose your cool, or how about this? Give me a, a, an example. You don't have to go into great detail, but give me an example where you lost your cool, but in the middle of it, you was like, oh, I got to I gotta rectify this situation because it's getting out of hand. Well, I, you know, a few months ago, um, before I really got into this journey, um, there was a situation at my mom's house where the gentleman that was there, um, he didn't quite see the effects that his bad behavior was having on everyone else in the house. And he was about to get yeah. dipped on his neck. No, I'm joking. He'll <laughs> get the back of his shirt dirty, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Anywho, uh, what ended up happening is uh, uh, we had a conversation for a couple hours. But what had to happen was I had to learn that as, as much as I might have been upset or angry, that it would not do the situation any justice if I responded to him the way that he approached me or displayed mm -hmm. his anger. So somebody had to, be the adult. had to be the adult. In other words, can you take the L? And mm -hmm. Ken and I, we go, like I said, we go back like Cadillac seats. <laughs> One thing I learned about playing ball and our coach used to say this quite frequently when we had those close games or when the games we had to grind it out. I would rather look bad and, and win than to look good and lose. So what point is it for me to be right or to make it look like I have everything under control when it has not fixed the situation? It, it is it is extremely hard. I remember uh, some it was it was a recent situation that just happened. And I'm usually mild tempered. Cousin will know I'm not, I'm, I'm telling the truth on this. 90% of the time, 90, a good 95, 98% of the time, I'm pretty low key. Like you can talk to me about anything. If I talk loud, it's just because I, I'm naturally a loud person. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to laugh that Motorbike loud too. Fire truck engine next to your hey, car loud. This dude, but what he didn't tell y'all when he was uh, playing basketball, he was playing basketball like the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> he liked to tear up the court with his big toe. You know what I'm talking about? No shoes on. Anyways, uh, I got into a situation where I had to get back and, and, and being a Christian man, like one of the things I had to do is I said, I said, man, Lord, I repent. I found it that somebody else was screaming and yelling at me and I lost my cool. I mean, and I can honestly say it was such a brief moment. I was like, hey, I ain't got nothing to do with this. Right. And I yelled that back at the person. My intent wasn't to say anything rude, offensive, and all that kind of thing. But I was just like, hey, don't don't come down on me like that. That's not cool. But just by doing that, I realized I let somebody else control how I was feeling before I even walked in. And I was actually super cool, like before that situation. And then even afterwards, I was I was man enough to say, you know what? I apologize. Because even with me being in the right to say I ain't got nothing to do with what y'all got going on. 
I still caused offense, which means that that offense could have came out in anger and all this other stuff. So I had to control myself. So what Cuzzo was saying is somebody had to be grown about the situation. Somebody had to be mature. And I know it can be hard, though. We, we go through these every day of our life. We're dealing with relationships all the time. And, and and as a matter of fact, relationships are the one thing that make life what it is. It's kind of like having a transmission on your car. Your engine is designed to do one thing, but how do you make the wheel spin? You need that transmission in order to revert the power to the wheels. So in other words, when we are having life, and even in the word, it says that man needed a helper. We needed companionship. We're not designed to be alone. Right. We need relationships in order for our fruitfulness to take its it take fruition. Right. So in this case, when we have situations like this, we have to learn how to look at ourselves first mm. because sometimes we get into discussions, disagreements, arguments or whatnot. And the first thing we do is point out what the other person has done or said when we're not looking at how we contributed to it. So there's always something that we can do better. Absolutely. And you you sound like you was in my conversation the other day. <laughs> and, and and it's crazy because because uh, uh, Steve is right. There's always something that we can do to better ourselves. Like it's it's very easy for us to point the finger and, and take the the oh y'all got y'all might be hearing some clicks. It's very easy for um, us to point the finger at everybody else deflected. But it takes a real person to say, a real mature person anyway, to do some reflecting and actually look at, look in the mirror and say, you know what? I do need to change some stuff. What did I do in the conversation that um, I could have done better? Like, did I really honor and respect that person? Mm -hmm. I don't care if they made me angry or not. How did I respond to them? Right. And so it comes with so much. Listen, the book was saying, uh, and it's not written down here, but the book was talking about how I thought I was listening better, but I realized I was wrong. Most people who think they listen well don't. And it says most of us talk better than we listen. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we have this, mm, I don't know if it's a spirit, but I'm just saying like we have this spirit of importance on us. Well, we seem to over talk people like we have the answer and they they need to listen to us. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're seeing it clearly. You're not getting it when we need to take the time to listen, because sometimes in their anger, it is really hurt. And then one of the things that I'm learning how to do is I used to tell people this. I said, I'm learning how to understand a person's background. It's not justifying their behavior. It's understanding it. Oh, this is why they popping off the way they popping off. This is what their childhood was like. This is their communication style. It's always a place of reflection and looking and saying, yes, how did um, um, I can reflect on the things that I can do better? But I'm wondering, this is why they're doing it this way. That's why I shouldn't take it personal. And even in the word, you know, it, it says, consider yourselves not better than what you really are and to put mm -hmm. others interests in front of your own. That's a whole nother topic. That's easier in said than done. Though. It is, but it takes, again, it takes practice. A lot of the time we have the expectations of thinking that things should work out a particular way. And when they don't, that adds on to the fury. But what happens folks is we have to learn how to deal with resentment. Mm. We have to learn how to deal with pride. 
we have to learn how to deal with bitterness which leads to all of these things that Kendrick and I are talking about right now. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness takes place when you haven't allowed yourself to be free, not the other person. You know, we, we, we come into these relationships with all this baggage. And expectations. And expectations. Hidden expectations a lot of times. Yeah, and we try to put that, that, uh, that weight on the other person to make them figure out a secret script that we've written to a movie that they've never seen before. Ooh, you go ahead and say that again. That's good. That's good. <laughs> we oftentimes in our in our expectations, mm. when we don't take the time to heal and we enter into a relationship, you have now put your expectations, that script, onto another person for them to figure out a role in a film that they've never seen before. And you take that same reckless behavior to your job and wonder why you and your boss is not getting along. Wondering why you and your coworker can't talk like human beings. Wondering why you yelling and screaming and, and, and uh, uh, cussing at your kids like they're doing something wrong when you're not taking the time to say, ooh, I'm coming in with all this baggage. Maybe I need to heal. And I'm broken in some areas. We're going to throw this in for free 99. Oh, if there's a nugget. You go to several places and a lot of people have the same things that they're saying about you. Uh, I was once told that when all the arrows point at the circle, maybe you might want to look at the circle. <laughs> so in other words, it's not them. It's you. <laughs> so listen, if that's you, don't feel condemned. Just know you got some work to do. You know what I'm talking about? So what do you think about... Talk until the other person almost stops hearing. Uh, you, you've you lost. <laughs> that means you're talking too much. It's over. I know it. we have Check two, out. two ears and one mouth. We're supposed to listen twice as much as we, we talk. Yeah. But in those words, you're now over talking. It's kind of like trying to fit a square, a block of a square block into a round hole. It is not going to fit. Mm. There's just certain times we just need to say what we have to say. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't work, we step back, take the time to calm down, figure out what we need to figure out, right. and then reapproach the situation. Absolutely. So another nugget says, um, listen until the person calms enough to hear again. Ooh we. Well. That can be, just like we said, stepping away from it sometimes is the best medicine. That can be it. And then also in a conversation, it's, you know, the word talks about a slow answer turns away wrath. And a soft tongue breaks bones. So if we are talking to someone and it's already hostile, but the person insists on talking and communicating, right? Mm -hmm. And most of the time, if we listen well, that person says, okay, I can talk. I'm going to say what I need to say. A lot of times, one of the issues that I found, uh, I'll just, how about this? Let me stop speaking in general and I'll just say for me. There's been moments when I've been upset about something and I just didn't want to clam up. I felt like when a person would cut me off, I felt like they were, I was putting a lid on the, the conversation. Like I had this to say, they would cut me off, cut me off, cut me off, didn't want to hear. And then when they finally let me speak, then I was able to... Uh, they were able to hear me, I believe, because then they let me talk and then I was able to get out whatever I needed to get out. And then also it helped me too, because instead of me looking for them for the solution during the, the conversation, I was able to come up with the answer myself. So, but that, that works on both ends. Sometimes we, we tend to overdo it. And that's absolutely correct. Because if I'm trying to force Kendrick to listen to me, more than likely he's not going to receive it, mm. which means that I'm going to feel like what I have to say is not important. 
So now when it's his turn to speak, guess what? I'm going to give him back the same treatment that he gave to me. Mm. And so, look, it says uh, and it's listening deeper has to be intentional. It's, it's, it's that self-explanatory. It says because sometimes the real issues and I, and I say this to people often, sometimes the real issue is not really being said. It's actually hidden under the anger. It's, it's hidden underneath. And so a lot of times we're addressing the fruit. And so we'll sit on a conversation and go in circles about the fruit and we'll never get to the root if we don't listen well. Well, that, that part goes to a code. I know we're in coronavirus uh, season and they're trying to find a vaccine, but most people don't know there's not a vaccine. There's not a cure for a common cold. But what we do is we take away the symptoms. There's medicines for being uh, having mucus, having cough, fever, aches and pains. But the root, the virus still lives inside of us. Well, if we don't get to the root of what our problems is and you keep addressing the symptoms, guess what's going to keep coming back up? You're going to keep eating the same <laughs> same soup. You just keep, that's right. You keep doing what you're doing. You're going to keep getting what you're getting. And it, and it sucks because we're, lit, we're, we're in a society where some people want to stay there. And they stay in this place for 59, 60, 80 years. It's comfortable there. Oh, absolutely. And it's familiar. It's very familiar. So if you're looking at yourself, you know, and I'll go into the last few nuggets or whatever. But if you're looking at yourself in this moment, all we're trying to say is, do you listen well? Um, if you're having a conversation, say, with a parent or your child, are you really listening to what they got to say or you're just waiting for your turn to speak? Because if you're waiting for your turn to speak means you've already formulated your idea of what you're going to say and you've already tuned them out. So you can't truly listen. See, listening is active. Hearing is passive. If you turn around, Cuzzo, and you say, hey, Ken, I need you to grab that ketchup off the counter for me and bring it over here. And if I'm not truly listening to you, I'm, I might look around the corner and be like, what you say? Hey, can you say that again? What you need? And then boom, you have to repeat it again. Hint, hint, ladies, don't ask us to listen to you in the end of the fourth quarter and the game is almost coming to a close and we down by two points or 20 seconds left. Wait for the game to go off before you tell me what you want me to listen to. <laughs> Fellas, don't expect your wife to listen to when she's getting ready to go grocery shopping or going shopping at any store and you ain't going with her. Or simple and plain. If you if you know that I'm not engaged in a conversation, like it's not because I'm doing it on purpose. Okay, how about this? I was reading one of my books, Love Talk, right? And it was it, it had a had an example of how the wife came in and she seen her husband balancing the checkbook. She came in and she started talking about the babysitting for the child, for their child. And he say, huh, what'd you say again? And so she's taking it personal. As he's balancing, he's saying, yeah, babe, I hear you, but he's paying attention to the, he's trying to balance their checkbook. And she said a few things. And because his response wasn't what she was looking for, she kind of took it personal. And then he had to let her know, babe, I wasn't, it wasn't nothing personal. I wasn't paying attention. You came, you just came in, started talking. Mm -hmm. And so that mm -hmm. throws things off. Make sure the person that you are um, talking to is engaged. Mm -hmm. And if they're not engaged, be okay with revisiting the conversation later if it's not important. You know what I'm talking about? So C.S. Lewis said this, and I thought this was cool. He says, don't wait until you love people to act on their behalf. Act on their behalf 
and you will come to love them. Just a, just a nugget for y'all. That's a big one. That's 20 pieces right there. <laughs> so we got to love on each other, right? And, and love and respect is showing that that person's words matter. That, that shows them that, you know what? You know what? I value what you have to say. I don't have all the answers. Um, and it also builds a, a bridge of safety. If I know that you're listening to me well, that, that builds that strong, it, it builds a strong bridge of communication so that I feel that I can be open and honest with you and it's a safe place. Right. And when you are listening, what it does is it encourages each of us, each one of us to be vulnerable. And that's better than just listening. Listening means I'm being transparent. But when I'm being vulnerable, that allows you to actually get involved in the listening process to help resolve an issue. Dope. So listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit a few other nuggets. It's um, chronically angry people harbor hurt. They, they, they harbor hurt feelings underneath their anger. So people who are chronically angry, you might see them going off time and time again. They're blowing up. They're like a volcano one minute. The next minute they're dormant, they're cool to get along with. Instead of looking at they're just being angry, that person can truly be hurt. And there's layers to get to that hurt to help them peel back those layers. And some matters can be addressed or they can't be, you know, in that moment, in that season. So don't force the conversation if that person is that angry, because it could really it might not even be about you. So don't make it about you unnecessarily because that person is dealing with whatever they're dealing with. It might just come out because you're in that vicinity. Right. But it might not have nothing to do with you if you listen better or if we listen better. Excuse me. I can't be projecting out on y'all like I ain't paying attention. You know what I'm talking about? So here's another one. Judgmental people have the hardest time listening because they already know the answer to everything. Yeah, I'm. I'm guilty of that. And guilty. another thing and that we pass, have yeah. to learn how to do is not be critical. Yeah. Please put me to the side. When you start understanding mm -hmm. what the other person is trying to say and you look past all of the hurt and the pain, what they're really looking for is compassion. And God will oftentimes Some put empathy you in, too, yeah. Yeah. God will put us in a place to where that love can be shown. Is that love unconditional? Or are you going to listen to me only when you have something to say? Mm, and then if that's the case, is that really love? That's not really love. Is that really respect or honor? It's not respect or honor. And that's a cycle that can be broken. And a lot of people come into these relationships with this dysfunctional way of thinking because they've always, they, they've seen it done in their households. They've seen it done in past relationships. Mm -hmm. And then their new relationships don't function that way. Mm -hmm. And they think it's the new, it's the new person. It, it's not the new person. It's your way of thinking. Thinking. And that process may need to be tweaked a little bit. It, it, it may just be you, your talking style, but that process may need to be changed just a little bit. So you and whoever can talk like y'all got some sense, right? It's called growth. And we all need to grow. It says, um, not listening. I got two more for y'all. It says not listening well can cause a lot of confusion and pain. Absolutely. Ooh. When a person don't feel like they being hurt. Oh my goodness, you lost the, you've lost that individual. So people who listen well, um, you know, it sounds like, I, I don't want us to beat a dead horse, but people who listen well improves 
their relationships overall. Like real talk, because you'll get more you you get more bees with honey than you do with vinegar, right? Yes. You say that to me all the time, and I really believe that. You know what I'm saying? That slow answer turns away wrath. That soft word. Would you say a soft word? Soft words break bones. And so we have to get to a place where we can show that honor and respect. And by doing that, when we listen well, sometimes we'll learn some things that we didn't even know about that person. But because we were a safe place for them to share their hearts and share their concerns, share their emotions, they felt comfortable enough to really um, uh, uh, share those those deep and personal things. And that actually improves your relationship overall. And the most important word is intimacy. Mm. For those of you who think it's sexual, no, that's no. not the case. If you break it down, what you're really saying is into me, see. Mm. Mm. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Okay, so the last thing that I'm gonna leave us with is the need to win adds more problems to the relationship <laughs> and it messes up com uh, uh, communication. So people, check this out. Get to a place where you're not in competition with your spouse, you're not in competition with your boss, you're not in competition with your kid, whatever, in your relationships, the need to win. If you take out that need to win all the time, it's not always about the competition, especially in relationships. You guys are there to build each other up, um, to grow into sometimes, you know, comp like surrender, because it shows that you are humble enough to know that you need some work. We all need work, but if we know everything, if we don't surrender, if we uh, uh, are, are walking around prideful, we're always gonna have these disconnects in our relationships. Yes, and of course, if I don't have a friendship with you, then our relationship literally means nothing. Monk. And so, usually I leave with a nugget. <laughs> That's nugget enough. So repeat it for him again. If I can't be your friend, then our relationship means nothing. Ooh. We so it's your boy with Steve Harvey. <laughs> How they reach you? Oh, you can reach me at Steve Harvey 523 at gmail.com slash Krispy Kreme Donut. Oh man, I wish I had six of them right now with the hot light is off. It's too late. <laughs> that man will eat a whole pack of donuts and, and, and eat the tips of his fingers too. Them donuts are so sugary, man. Cousin. They sugary good. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, listen. You can reach your boy K Steel uh, <laughs> on another one um, on on Facebook at Kendrick Steel, like Standing Steel, S T I L L. On Twitter, you can uh, reach me on Instagram and YouTube under Creative Ambition, C R E A T V A M B I T I O N. On uh, Instagram and YouTube, and ambition means desire. And sometimes when you don't have the desire to succeed or or go forward, sometimes you have to create it. So get to that mental space where you can create it. Creative Ambition, Steve Harvey, we out. Talk to y'all soon. Peace. Words of wisdom.